Hello, and welcome to Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Glad to be here. Glad to have you there. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please share with all of your friends. This episode, Sports Takes. That's right, I'll be joined by Trey Blossman. We're going to talk some college football polls, the AP poll, the coaches poll, some other college football talk, including the Tulane Green Wave cracking the poll for the first time since 1998. Lots of talk and discussion about the polls and college football. And, of course, Trey Blossman, who's an NBA guru, he'll have some NBA comments as that season opens tonight, tomorrow night, depending on the schedule, the regular season for the NBA gets underway. Hey, we want you to visit the website, meatandpotatoesusa.com. If you like to bet on football, college football, NFL, meatandpotatoesusa.com. We want you to check it out. It's available on your smartphone, the laptop, the tablet, the computer, meatandpotatoesusa.com. Let's hear a message from our podcast host, Anchor. Then we'll be back. Then we'll be joined by Trey Blossman. And it is time for Sports Takes. You are listening to Talking Sports with TK, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tommy Chrysan. Stay tuned. Two. We continue with Talking Sports with TK. I am Tommy Chrysan. Don't forget to share this podcast with all of your friends, and we certainly appreciate you listening. It's Sports Takes, and it's time to be joined by Trey Blossman. Trey, good afternoon. How are you? Doing fine, Tommy. Trey, we bounce all over the place with our, you know, podcast called Sports Takes, all a part of Talking Sports with TK, something we've done for a long time. If you go back to radio days and now we're in the podcast world like everyone else. And today we want to start off by talking about the college football polls, the rankings of the teams, most notably the Associated Press poll, the AP poll, and the coaches poll, which are the polls that get published every Sunday afternoon, late afternoon, and and it causes lots of conversation and discussion. And they're, they're, they're accurate in some ways and very inaccurate in other ways. So we want to just start kicking it around about your takes and my takes on the college football polls, and I'll let you open the dialogue. Well, Tommy, the first thing that hit me when I heard the polls come out what Sunday night was Tulane's back in the top 25. Tulane is number 25. And I thought about, man, that's good for Tulane. I'm a lifelong serious LSU fan, but I do not hate Tulane like many longtime LSU fans do, including some in my very own family who used to swim for the Tulane Swim Club. So, you know, I figured that out. I I pull for the Greenies. But I started thinking about it. I said, you know, if LSU were to play Tulane this week, at Tulane Stadium, for that matter, wherever, what would the point spread be? And I thought it would be at least 17, 18 points. You and I discussed it briefly yesterday off the air, and you thought 20, 21. And it just points out the fraud that these polls are, that they're really not based on how good football teams are. They're based on what their records are. And, you know, I perused the polls, and one of the things I thought that was really interesting in the USA Today, which is, I guess, is the coaches' poll, NC State five and one is ranked thirteenth. Syracuse is five and zero, oh, and ranked eighteenth, and they beat North Carolina State twenty-four to nine on Saturday. 
you know, does that make any kind of sense in any sane world, Tommy? Does that make sense? It, it does not. And a couple of weeks ago, when LSU was 25th, Mississippi State was like 22nd or 23rd, and LSU had beaten them straight up. So that didn't make any sense. But, you know, first, let me say this, okay, back to the Tulane thing. I grew up in Chalmette, Louisiana, for those around the country, our good buddies in Jacksonville, Florida. That's a suburb of New Orleans. I had friends who played sports at Tulane, several on the football team, many on the baseball team, and graduated with a guy that was a great basketball player at Tulane, Carlos Zuniga uh, from Holy Cross. He's actually a year older than me. So I don't hate Tulane. I I pull for Tulane a lot because I have so many good friends that have went there. I got to be good friends with Joe Brockhoff. I got the, the baseball coach, Rick Jones, the baseball coach. I mean, I've gotten to know those people over the years through my role as a sportscaster. And I have all the respect in the world for those guys. And, and, and I believe they feel the same about me. So I don't have a problem with Tulane. I will say this. My good friend and colleague, Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, shortly after Willie Fritz was hired to head up the Green Wave program, Ken, who knows as much about sports as anybody in the city of New Orleans ever, he told me, he said, this guy's the real deal. Give him some time, and he will get Tulane going in the right direction. Well, once again, Ken Trahan was correct. They're in the right direction, have been, and now they're ranked for the first time since the end of the 1998 season. Okay, that's a long time ago. So I don't have a problem with that. But back to the polls. The AP polls, the Associated Press. That's a bunch of sports writers who cover the game daily, east coast to west coast, north to south. And for the most part, they do a great job. But I, I think they get caught up too much in tradition. You know, putting Notre Dame in the top 10 every year before the season is about <laughs> the dumbest thing that has ever occurred in the history of sports, you know, because they're not that good. They're never, you know, they were good decades ago. And so, you know, half a century ago, they were really good. But I mean, you know, so they get caught up on too many things like that. And then they outsmart themselves sometime, like your thing of putting NC State under, you know, behind Syracuse or LSU behind Mississippi State after head-to-head competition, you know, you know, not now I get it. You know, when, when Appalachian State beat Texas, you know, you're not going to all of a sudden put them number three. I understand that. The other polls, the coaches poll. Now here's the problem with the coaches poll. About 15 years ago, they had a serious makeover of the coaches poll. When I say makeover, they had problems because many coaches were letting their sports information director turn in the thing, the poll, or the secretary or somebody else in the office, a student intern, and they finally changed all that where they would, they would publish the coaches' votes at the end of the year in order for them to be a little more wise about it and put more time. But, Trey, you know and I know, if you're coaching a Power 5 football team or a Group of 5 football team or you're coaching a Division 2 team, you don't have time to scour the country and check out all the other teams. You're looking at scores. You look, you, you know a little bit about teams in your conference because you, you see them on tape, you play them. But you, there's no way they can have an objective vote on what's going on in the country in college football You know when they're worried about their team their conference. So I I don't put a lot of weight in the coaches poll. And again, you know, when you look at the preseason poll, there's so many inaccuracies. It's not funny. Well, you know, the, 
Notre Dame thing goes without saying. Uh, uh, it's it, it's gross that they are so overrated. I mean, it's it, it's criminal. I, it's criminal to any other team, not Notre Dame, that they get treated the way they get treated. And, you know, they're falling flat on their face this year, and that makes a lot of people happy, Tommy, including you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know, uh, the polls are what they are. The, I, I would hope that Brian Kelly as the new coach of the LSU fighting Tigers has not seen any other teams play except for the teams on their schedule. I don't, well, want, it, him to, I don't want him to be spending 10 minutes watching Michigan well, play it, Penn State. The, he does not vote this year on the poll. Okay? Well, I'm not, I'm not, I'm no, just I'm signaling just saying, him out. You're making the example. Yeah. There's 64 yeah. coaches that vote. And again, they're worried about their team. Number one, first and foremost, they're worried about their opponents and they're worried about their conference. That's it. They're not, I mean, the coaches in the ACC aren't spending any time looking at the Pac 12 and vice versa. No, and they shouldn't. And they no, shouldn't. I mean, I'm, if I'm hiring you to coach an SEC team, like you said, do you want, do I want you watching Michigan and Penn State? No, now if we meet them in a bowl game or in the playoffs, you, you'll do your homework. But I mean, so so that's that. But now I, it, I'm sounding a bit hypocritical here because I've been a sportscaster for a long time. You used to run a radio station. You were a, a newscaster and a sportscaster. Uh, polls give us something to talk about. The mere fact we're doing this podcast, this episode, mainly about polls. We'll talk NBA in just a little bit. Um, you know, it, it is something to talk about. Unfortunately. There's more criticism about the polls than there is positive talk. Well, and that 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 doesn't have to be the case, Tommy. But it isn't. And your criticism of the coaches' poll is very valid. And you know why is there a coaches' poll? I I don't think the sports writers, as a whole, are all that smart. But they do watch a lot of games. You know, I I watch a lot of games. I I think most of the guys that are commentating on Fox or CBS or ABC, I'm going to say ESPN, even though I rarely ever watch it for anything but live sports. Those guys are watching a lot of games. You know, I listen to NBA radio, and we're going to get to the NBA in just a minute. Justin Termini hosts this afternoon show with Eddie Johnson, the former player, great scorer, who's the color commentator for the TV broadcast for the Phoenix Suns right now. And Termini talks about watching games he says i don't even have a personal life i don't date i i watch nba games like till four in the morning and then i get up and start watching them again and you know that's a guy who's dedicated to his job that's a guy who's doing a good job right now i i, I guarantee all the writers for the ap that vote on the poll watch way more college football than me okay but i don't have a vote if right i had a vote i would treat it differently uh i I've been approached a, a couple of times about how, how can I word this without blowing my cover here about <laughs> being involved in a major vote for a major thing in the world of college football. Maybe y'all could do the figuring out there. And, and every time when I've been approached, I said, I would treat this thing so sacredly, you know, I would do it the right way if I were selected. Now to date, I haven't been selected, but it could happen this year or next year i'm gonna leave that at that and i know i'm kind of cracking the door open and not walking through it but there's reasons why i can't walk through it yet uh so anyway but no so college football polls hey 
you know, the best thing in the world about sports is fans. The worst thing in the world about sports is fans. And they do love the polls. And they, hey, we're ranked number 12. Or, you know, we moved up two spots. I mean, that's a little overrated, but I get it that fans, you want to have fans that are passionate. You want to have fans that, you know, support their team, their school, their conference, their state that they live in, and the other teams in that state. You need all of that. That's part of the pageantry, if you will, of college football. But I think sometimes you just got to be realistic. And, you know, the polls are basically accurate but they're not foolproof well tommy how many times have you seen this situation okay and a lot of people put serious faith in the polls i've had people tell me that so-and-so is going to beat so-and-so they're ranked higher than them that doesn't really matter how many times have you seen team a going into team b team b might be ranked 12th team a might be ranked 15th but that traveling team on the road against a higher ranked team might be a three point favorite. And the right. guys making the line know a hell of a lot more than the guys voting in the polls. Well, I, you know, it's been, I don't know who said this first. It wasn't me, but somewhere along the line, it may have been you, Trey. I don't know. But somebody in my loop of sports casting friends and personal friends said the wise guys in Vegas ought to do the polls because they know more about it than everybody else put together because they have guys who eat, sleep, and drink, you know, everything about college football 24-7. And that wouldn't be a bad idea, especially now since the NCAA and the NFL, for that matter, have embraced gambling. You know what, Tommy? That sounds like Dave Scandaliato. I think Big Dave, the meat man, I believe that's who rest his soul. I miss him every day. Um, I, 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 that might have been who told me that. That sounds like something he would have said. It does. That's exactly who came to mind. It, it, it's very brilliant, and I don't think I said it, so I'm thinking Dave said it. We're going to give Dave, the meat man, Scandaliato, rest in peace, man. Godspeed to you. Uh, miss you every day. That's why we have MeatandPotatoesUSA.com, and you can read about Dave the Meat Man Scandaliato at MeatandPotatoesUSA.com. There's a tab just uh, with a little something about him and a picture of Dave. So we want Tommy, folks to. Uh, I'll tell you something. You know, you and I did the radio thing for quite a while, and several times, maybe more than several times, Dave was filling in for you, and. I was, you know, doing my segment on the show. Yeah. One day he asked me to do a whole hour with him. And yeah. I can tell you that doing radio with you was a joy, Tommy. Doing radio with Dave was a challenge. <laughs> I mean, that dude, he wasn't easy, man. <laughs> oh, man, he, 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 was a, uh, he was a character. He He'd was come unique. out of a commercial break and throw a question at you that you'd never considered in your whole life. Did you ever consider that, you know? <laughs> great guy, great guy. Yep, yep. And again, folks, uh, go to meatandpotatoesusa.com. There's a, a tab that says uh, The Meat Man. You can check, uh, you can click it and read a little bit about it and see a great photograph of Dave. All right, uh, we continue with Sports Takes. Trady, NBA begins its season tonight, Tuesday the 18th. For those New Orleans Pelicans fans that are tuned into our podcast, they begin on the road in Brooklyn tomorrow night, Wednesday, four-point dog. I know you got some comments or, as we wrap this up on the opening of the NBA regular season. Well, Tommy, I'm 
so excited. I love watching the NBA. Uh, 76ers at the Celtics tonight in the early game. Lakers at the Warriors late game, TNT doubleheader. And I want to talk about the difference between the Lakers and the Warriors, Tommy. Okay. The Warriors got their asses kicked for the past two seasons because of injuries and other factors. Their team, other than when they had KD for a couple of years, that's a team that is built through the draft. They've drafted smart. They've paid the guys as they've improved and, you know, resigned to new contracts. They kept the core that they've won with, and they're poised to contend for another decade ahead because they stuck with the plan. They stuck with their draft choices. They didn't try and buy a guy to come in and win one year. And I said, I'm accepting the Kevin Durant thing. The Lakers, on the other hand, have drafted any number of outstanding young players, D'Angelo Russell, Julius Randle, uh, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, the big kid Zubak that's the center for the Clippers, and they've traded them all away. Josh Hart. They, tra- they could have a really good team now and for years to come, but in an attempt for immediate gratification, and let's give them this, they did win one title in the uh, – bubble in the season shortened by COVID, okay, Uh, almost with an asterisk. And they've fallen flat on their face since then. And, you know, it's just the dichotomy between those two programs and where they are is is amazing. The Lakers could be very good if they were just patient, Tommy. Yeah, well, uh, that's going to be a big storyline is, you know, do the Lakers, what do they do, don't do, among many storylines – for the Pelicans, they got a healthy Zion Williamson. Hopefully, he can stay healthy for the sake of the Pelicans and for the sake of Zion Williamson. But there are a lot of other stories flying around the NBA. And I know when we do this uh, podcast uh, of sports takes, uh, there'll be many times that, that you will talk NBA for those type of fans out there. Absolutely. And, hey, Pelicans fans, if that team stays healthy, I think it's definitely a top four team in the West. Wow, there we go. Pelicans top four in the Western Conference. Trey Blossman, we'll be back later in the week with your college football and NFL picks. Uh, there'll be a podcast that'll drop Thursday or Friday uh, on the weekend for your college board and your NFL board. All picks against the spread. Trey, you have a wonderful week. We'll talk in a couple of days. Thank you, Tom. 